Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I hope you had a lovely holiday. I wonder if you told someone a super great story. Or maybe you learned a song or rhyme from a story. Give yourself a pat on the back if you did. Our current theme is fairy tales around the world. And the tale today is told by storyteller Rachel Murray from Derbyshire in the UK. She's going to share an English fairy tale. It's a story about lies and promises and a silly mother who makes a deal with a king and her rather daft daughter who makes a deal with a mean little imp-like creature. And oh dear, what a merry muddle they get themselves into. Now, just before we start this story, can you think of any other fairy tales which you've heard on Super Great Kids Stories which have little people in them? They could be fairies, or pixies, or imps, or even a little red hairy man. Oops, I think I've just given that one away. Why don't you have a think while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids, I'm back. Did you think of any fairy tales with little people in them? Well, there's The Tramp and the Boots, told by Amy Douglas, and there's Eggshell Soup, told by Kate Corkery. Do you remember the fairy in that one? And there's The Little Red Hairy Man, told by Rachel Murray, and Pixie Dust and Father Frost and the Star Child, told by me. I wonder how many you thought of. Now, just before we hear from Rachel, there's one word in this story you might not have heard before. It's skein. A skein is a bundle of wool or yarn, sometimes made on a spinning wheel, which is loosely tied and twisted. See if you can spot where the word skein appears in this story. So, are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let's give a warm welcome to Rachel Murray. Hey up super great kids, it's Rachel here and I have got a story for you today. Now it's a story that you might recognise. But it starts as many stories do once upon a time. Well, once upon a time, there was a woman who lived with her daughter. And the woman, she was busy baking pies. Oh, those pies, they smelt so good coming out of the oven. But when they came out of the oven, oh, she'd left them just a little bit too long. And the crust was slightly hard. And so she said to her daughter, she said, daughter, take these pies and put them on the windowsill so that they could come again. 
Well, the daughter looked at the pies and she wondered how on earth pies could come again. So she took them over there, but they smelt so good and her mouth watered and her tummy rumbled and she thought, well, if the pies are going to come again, then I can eat them. And she did. Oh, 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 oh. All five pies. Now, you may know this, but what the mother had meant is when she said, go and put the pies there so that they can come again, well, she meant if we leave them out in the air, the air will make the crust go all soft again. But the girl hadn't understood. And now she'd eaten all five pies. So that evening, when her mother said to her, girl, go and fetch those five pies and we'll have them for our dinner. The girl said, well, Will they have come again? And her mother said, yes, they'll have come again by now. So over she went to the windowsill and there were no pies there. She said, there aren't any pies here. Her mother said, but you put them there earlier. And the girl said, no, I ate five pies earlier and now they should have come again. And her mother was furious. Oh, what a foolish girl. Oh, why hadn't she explained properly? She, oh, oh, now there were no pies and now she was hungry and now she was cross. So she took her spinning wheel outside because she didn't want to shout at her daughter. She took her spinning wheel outside and she started to spin furiously. And as she span, she sang a song. My daughter ate five pies today. My daughter ate five pies. Oh, she was very cross. My daughter ate five pies today. My daughter ate five pies. Five pies, five pies. My daughter ate five pies. Five pies, five pies. My daughter ate five pies. Oh, and she kept on singing and she kept on spinning. And her song drifted out on the air and it reached the ears of the king as he was galloping by. Well, when he heard the song, he liked a song, did the king. He came over to where the woman was spinning. He said, hey, old woman, he said, I heard you singing, but I couldn't quite make out the words. Tell me, what are the words to your song? <gasps> the mother, what was she going to do? She couldn't tell the king that her daughter had eaten five pies. What a glutton, what a girl, what would he think of her? <gasps> no, 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 no. She'd have to make some different words. And she was thinking on her feet, so she carried on spinning and she said, Oh, the words, yes, the words, they go like this. My daughter span five skeins today. Oh, this was good. My daughter span five skeins. My daughter span five skeins today. My daughter span five skeins. Five skeins, five skeins, my daughter span five skeins, five skeins, five skeins, my daughter span five skeins. She finished her song and she felt very pleased with herself. She thought she'd got away with it. But the king's mouth was open because you should know something about spinning, super great kids. Spinning is hard, it's a skill, it's an art. And to spin five skeins in one day, nobody, but nobody can do that. 
and the king marvelled at the idea of this girl who could spin five skeins in one day. He said, well, you know, I've a mind to take a wife and it sounds like your daughter might be the woman for me. She will come and live at the palace and I will give her all manner of fine food and beautiful dresses. She'll have musicians and storytellers and acrobats to entertain her for 11 months of the year. And then for the last month of the year, I will lock her in a room with a spinning wheel and she will spin me five skeins a day, every day for the month, or I will have her head. Well, the mother had kind of stopped listening towards the end because she was just so excited. The king wanted to marry her daughter. That would make her the king's mother-in-law. Her daughter would have fine food. She would have fine food. She would have good dresses. Oh, my goodness me. The woman agreed immediately. And so her daughter was married to the king and she went to live in the palace. And she lived a life of luxury. She had fine food and beautiful dresses. She had musicians and storytellers and acrobats to entertain her for 11 months. And she was very happy. And then on the eve of the last month, the king took her and showed her her room. And he said, in this room, tomorrow you will spin five skeins a day every day for a month and if not I will have your head. Well the girl she didn't have many skills and she'd never really learnt to spin at all let alone spin all that flax into all those skeins. What was she going to do? She went out into the garden and she found a quiet bench and she sat and she started to cry and she sobbed and she wailed as she wondered what would become of her. And then a little voice said, Hey, why are you crying? And she looked up, surprised that anybody was there and couldn't see anybody. And then she looked down and down by her feet, probably no higher than her knees, was the strangest creature she'd ever seen. It was a small imp, a little hairy brute with pointy ears and red eyes and sharp teeth and a long tail he swung in his hand. And he looked up at the girl and he said, Why are you crying? She said, Well, what use is it me telling you? You won't be able to help me. Nobody can help me. It's hopeless. Why are you crying? Oh, she said, I'm crying because the king expects me to spin five skeins a day, every day for a whole month, and if I don't, he will have my head. And I can't spin five skeins a day. Nobody can spin five skeins a day. I can, said the imp. What? said the girl. I can do it. You You can do it. I can do it. Well, would you do it? Yeah, I'll do it. 
I, I can pay you. I can give you gold. I can give you fine food. I can give you a beautiful dress if you'd like it. No. This is the deal. And the imp laid out his deal. He said that every morning he would arrive and he would take all of the flax and he would spin it into five skeins and return at sunset each day with five skeins for the girl. And then every day she would get three chances to guess his name. And if she guessed it right, then all the work and everything else was hers. But if she never guessed his name, then she would be his. And the imp looked at her with those red flashing eyes. He said, so, do you want to make a deal? You guessed my name or you are mine. And the girl thought, well, three chances a day to guess the name and at least 30 days in a month. It can't be that hard. Deal, she said. Deal, said the little imp, swinging his tail faster and faster now. And then he disappeared. The next day, the king opened the door of the room and he ushered the girl inside with that stool and that spinning wheel and the pile of flax. And he said, five skeins by the end of the day. And he closed the door. No sooner had he gone, there was a tap on the window. She opened it up and there was the little imp. And he gathered up all the flax and poof, he was gone. So all that day, the girl, she sat and she thought about names. She thought about names and names ran around her head backwards and forwards, thinking about what it could be. And when the sun was setting, there was a at the window. And there was the creature with five skeins of beautifully spun yarn. Well, what's my name? Well, she thought she'd start at the beginning of the alphabet, so with the letter A. Is it Andrew? No. Oh. Is it Abdullah? No. Is it Anthony? No. And the creature was gone. The next day, he returned. He took the flax and he came back with five skeins, beautifully spun. And this happened day after day. And day after day, the girl tried to guess the creature's name. Is it Ben? No. Is it Brian? No. Is it Barnaby? No. Oh, day after day. And the answer was always no. The days had passed, weeks had passed, and now it was coming towards the end of the month and the girl still hadn't guessed his name and she was starting to get worried. She'd started to bite her nails and her cheeks were sallow and her eyes were dull. And on the last evening, before the last day, the king came by to see her. And he'd be very pleased with her efforts, all this beautiful skeins that she'd spun. But he looked at her and she looked exhausted. She was thin and nervous. And he thought that work was obviously too much. But there was another day to go. But he did say he would come and sit and eat with her that evening. And he brought some food into that room and they sat together and she looked distracted. And he said, maybe I should tell you a story. 
And he said, today I went hunting. I went further than I have travelled for many, many moons, he said, across the kingdom. And I heard a song drifting on the air. And you know I like a song. So I rode towards it and I looked over the edge of a great chalk pit and there in the middle of the chalk pit there was the strangest sight you've ever seen. There was a small creature. He was small, probably no bigger than my knee, with pointy ears and sharp teeth and red eyes and a long tail that it swirled round and round and it sat at a spinning wheel and it had flax and it was spinning so fast that it was a blur and as it span it was singing. Nimmy, nimmy not, my name's Tom Tick-Tock. Nimmy, nimmy not, my name's Tom Tick-Tock. Can you imagine such a thing, laughed the king. Well, the girl, she sat up and her eyes twinkled brightly and a smile came over her lips and her cheeks flushed with colour and the king thought she'd never looked more beautiful. Oh, she said, that is a wonderful story. So the next day, there was a at the window. And the creature arrived, flashing red eyes, and took away the flax, and at sunset he returned. Well, the girl, she had spent the day looking at her nails, brushing her hair, making herself feel so much better than she had for a long time. And when the creature arrived, his eyes flashing and his little smile playing upon his lips, he said, Well, (laughs) what's my name? She pretended not to know. Oh, she said, is it Zachariah? No. Is it Zebedee? No. Oh, well, Nimi, Nimi, not. Your name's Tom Tit Tot. <sighs> the creature. Looked like it would explode. Smoke came out of its ears and it fumed. And it said, how did you know? But she just smiled. And the creature disappeared in a cloud of smoke that had a slightly sulfurous smell to it and was never seen again. And when the king came in that day, he declared that the queen obviously did not suit spinning and that she would never have to spin again. And I like to think that they lived happily ever after. Thanks very much, Rachel, for that story. Now, here's a question. I wonder how different the story would have turned out if all the characters had just been honest with each other and told the truth all along. They might not have been in nearly such a pickle, but then we wouldn't have had our story, would we? I do like the way Rachel does different voices, like the imp. Why are you crying? really fun. Can you think about giving one of your characters a funny voice in a story that you tell? And that 
fairy tale might have reminded you of another one you've heard on Super Great Kids Stories. Yes, did you say Rumpelstiltskin? Hurrah, you'd be right. And also, it's a little bit like Oniroka, the one from Japan about the water ogre. Now, lots of you have joined our Owlets Club recently, so it's time to dip deep into our bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some new Owlets. And hello to Thea, who is six from rural Pennsylvania in the US. Thea loves colouring with her friends and her favourite food is chocolate. She drew a brilliant picture of the ghost of the bloody finger. Thank you, Thea. And let's swoop over now to Shoreline in Washington in the US and say happy hoots to Gabriella, who is four. Gabriella has been listening to super great kids' stories since she was two for half of her life. She drew a marvellous picture of Tiger running away from two magic yams, inspired by the story Anansi and the Magic Yams. Thank you for that, Gabriella. And let's flip-flap fly now over to Culver City in California, where long-term fans and newly-fledged owlets have their nest. Juniper, who is four, and Everly, who is six. Hello and happy listening. Let's fly across the US now and out over the Atlantic and east to the UK and say a hearty hello to superfan Owlets who have recently joined us. Their names are Shay, who is seven, and Zadok, who is five. Shay's favourite story is Anansi and the Magic Yams and Zadok's favourite is The Hairy Toe. Great choices, thank you. And staying in the UK, let's swoop down to say hello to Owlets in Hampshire. Five-year-old Coralie and her brother Rowan. Coralie has sent us a super great picture of the hare and the tortoise type story from Brazil, Packer and the Beetle. Other family favourites include the Velvet Ribbon, Anansi and Tiger Fat, and the cow who ate the piper. Ooh, good choices. You must be brave. Back across the pond now to Owlets in the US in Sam Tam Valley in Arizona. Gus, who is seven, and Juno, who is six. They listen to super great kids' stories every night and sing along to the colouring song from their bedrooms. Well, that is just lovely. To you two and to all the other new owlets. I hope you're all enjoying the extra stories and the owlet letters. If you've recently joined on Apple and would like a hoot hello, then do let us know via our webpage, supergreatkidsstories.com. We will do our best to give all subscribers who want one a hoot out, but it might take some time, so do be patient. And a very big thanks to all of you who are supporting us on Apple and Patreon. If you'd like to join and hear the stories advert-free, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you can find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. 
If you subscribe, there are over 30 bonus stories and at least 18 super great scary stories waiting to be enjoyed. If that's the right word for it. <laughs> and now, you're all so good at drawing, it is hard to choose, but here are my pick of the week pictures. Thanks to seven-year-old Liam in British Columbia in Canada for your picture inspired by the four dragons. Thank you, Liam. It's magnificent. I love the way you've labelled all four dragons and I particularly like the black dragon who is doing a fire fart. Very imaginative. I'm glad I don't have any pet dragons. Rather too dangerous. And thanks to Emily, who is six, and Kaylee, who is nine, from Auckland in New Zealand. They sent in drawings of their favourite stories, The Crab King and River Mama. I just love all the attention to detail, like the sunglasses which the enormous sun is wearing in the River Mama story, and the Crab King's crown, and clouds of mosquitoes just waiting for that bully to surface. Two great drawings of two great stories. Thanks very much for sharing them. And thanks to all of you who sent in pictures. If you'd like to see them, then go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. And do send us any pictures you've coloured from our colouring book. I'd really like to see what they look like. That's it for this week. Look out for our extra stories for subscribers. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.